Good evening and welcome to Night Colors Bigfoot Radio. You are here with your hostess, Lauren Smith. And tonight we will be chatting with Jonathan Odom again. Um, last week we had, or last time, we had technical difficulties due to the ice storm here. So Jonathan was gracious enough to not only host that show himself with questions from the chat, but to uh, come back for a third round so that we could finally discuss Paranormal and Dogman. Uh, but before we get into it, I would ask that you show some love for the hardworking Nightcallers team by hitting that thumbs up on whatever platform you're using to listen to the show. And don't forget to subscribe and ring that notification bell so that you don't miss any updates on content that I put out. Also, you guys can go to nightcallersproductions.com to see everything that I'm working on and always all the ways to enjoy the content. Um, a little bit of housekeeping before we jump into it, because there's a lot going on. It's that time of year. We have conferences, festivals, campouts, all the things, right? So just FYI, this weekend is the Oklahoma Bigfoot Symposium in Stillwell, Oklahoma. Uh, this is put on by the MABRC. That's a great group of guys, and I will be there live doing interviews um, from the symposium. Uh, so you guys, if you're going, just be prepared to stop on by and chat with me. And if you're not going, tune in that day because you'll get to uh, talk to some people live from the symposium. It's an all-day event on Saturday. There's a lot of great speakers, vendors. There's a bouncy house. Um, so you guys, I y'all go check it out. It's a great place to camp as well. It's beautiful around that area. Um, uh, also, so I know that a lot of you, I do my show every other week, right? So in between my shows, there's a lot of stuff that you guys can check out to keep y'all busy until I go on air again. For instance, next week, next Thursday... Cryptocasters on Clubhouse is hosting Cryptid March Madness. This is where different regions of the country get together in teams and go up against each other to battle out for the most legit cryptid. That's how we'll say it. So I am the team captain for the Mid-South team, and we are going to be presenting our cryptids next Thursday on Cryptocasters on the Clubhouse app. So if you guys will go over... This is hosted by Greg from All the Weird. So if you go to his Instagram, all.the.weird, uh, you guys can follow him and get more information on how to join Clubhouse. It's a great group of people, an amazing cryptid community, um, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So you guys go check it out if you're looking for something to do. Also next week, um, Thursday through Sunday, is the first annual Night Colors Campout. And so basically what that means is it's spring break for the kiddos. Um, so I'm going to be in the woods with the kiddos and the legend, Lori Dyerhood, and we'll be hanging out and we invite you to join us. If you're a listener, a fan, or you just want to spend some time in the woods, um, we invite you to join us. It will be at McGee Creek State Park. Um, if you're interested, if you'll message me, I'll drop a link to the location. It is, it's a primitive little park. It's beautiful. It's quiet. Um, there's no water or electric hookups. There are three water spigots and two vault toilets. Um, if you come, just be prepared to bring your own gear and your own grub. Um, we, we do allow RVs. We ask that you run your generators during the day, not at night, because we want some peace and quiet. So RVs towards the front, tent camping towards the back. We welcome any and all. It is a family-friendly event. 
it's not really an event. It's it's family friendly. We welcome you guys to come hang out with us, share some stories around the fire, you know, do all the things. Um, let me make sure I didn't miss anything because there that was a lot, I know. Um, open camp, it's free. Like I said, it's not really an event. Come hang out. We might go squatching. We might go hiking. We might just sit around the fire and be lazy. I don't know. But it's a beautiful, beautiful area. Um, there will be a base camp in the middle where we can all spend time together. So um, you can go to go to Atoka or McAllister for grocery restaurants, you know, if y'all want to do that. And there's cabins nearby and a state park to camp in if you want to go camp away from everybody and come hang out. Okay. Also, <laughs> just one last thing. If you guys get bored in between my shows, I want to give a special shout out to the affiliates of Nightcaller's Bigfoot Radio because they produce awesome content all the time. Um, so first of all, I'd like to shout out Weird Realities, which is um, where myth, science, history, and folklore intersect. That is at weirdrealities.net. You guys can go check it out. Um, they have, like I said, tons of different content. The Weird team covers everything that your weird little mind can dream of. So you guys go check them out. Also, there's Beaver Hook Productions, which is produced by Logan Craft. Um, he is talented and provides entertaining and enlightening comment. Zero Fs are given, but there are plenty of laughs. Um, also check out BigfootCrossroads.com for all of your Bigfoot witness encounters. Uh, be sure to go listen to Matt. He's a veteran researcher and podcaster, and he digs down deep into the phenomena of Bigfoot and mysteries with his skillful interview and style and content. So if you're interested in becoming a Facebook affiliate, you can go to nightcollarsproductions.com and see how. That is all the housekeeping I have. Now we're going to get to Jonathan, who's fallen asleep on us. But you guys, I had to get that out of the way. <laughs> how are you doing, Jonathan? I'm good. He got me tickled with that. So. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. I'm sure, like, I lost half my listeners because I, you know, did the thing. But, oh, man. So how are you doing tonight? I'm good. It's been a good day. It's been a rainy day in Alabama. So it's been a good day, though. I know you guys have had some storms here lately. It seems like it's kind of. Well, lately, it's just, it's been weird with the weather. You know that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't know. Like I keep hearing, let me make sure that we're streaming to Facebook. If anybody is, from Facebook is listening, if you guys could give me a hello, that would be great. Um, yeah. The weather, it seems to be ramping up early this year and I'm, I believe from what I saw on RISE, um, so I'm part of the disaster relief nonprofit RISE, Disaster Relief and Recovery. Yeah. And um, from what I saw on our research, um, they're saying that this is a precursor to a really bad year for tornadoes. So, well, you know, there's, there's so much with weather stuff, you know, conspiracy theory wise. And then, and then sometimes things come true that were conspiracy theory. It just makes you wonder what's going on, really. You know? Yeah, it's it's pretty scary. Um, global warming. <laughs> Thank you guys for chiming in from Facebook. Um, I was just showing like one YouTube comment, and I'm like, "Are we even live?" Okay, so we, Jonathan and I, have been promising you guys, Dogman and Paranormal. This is what we have decided we are going to talk about, and it may have taken a while, but we're going to jump into it. So 
tell me what you know about the dog man. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's kind of like the Bigfoot thing. You kind of think you do, you know something and you you hunt a certain way. And then all of a sudden it changes and mm-hmm. then you'll have a response from something you, you really didn't consider before. It's kind of like that. I think basically the dog man is basically like the werewolf from the, you know, the Balkan area, the gypsy area mm-hmm. where, you know, where there's a lot of ancient old magic, you know, I think the dog man of today is basically something like that. So you don't think it's a canine Bigfoot or a snouted Bigfoot? Sorry. Um, I don't know if I would or not because I've never, the creatures I've seen that was the Bigfoot, I've never had one with a snout and I don't know. I mean, I guess anything is possible. I've learned mm-hmm. to say that Bigfoot hunting, don't don't believe this. Don't laugh at that because tomorrow you might be doing it, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So with the thing with the werewolf to me is it just is because it makes sense with the snout, with the running on two legs. Some people says it runs on the back leg. Some people has it running as a feet. Uh, there was a case that happened a couple of years ago in Shelby County. The sheriff, uh, one of the guys that was part of the sheriff's department in Shelby County, uh, his dad came out of his house one day. It was in the 50s, and there was something in his chicken house. And this something was a man, but it had like a like a, like a, a werewolf-looking face. You know, so the guy shot at this thing and chased it off in the woods. And he was a minister in, in the community, very, very popular minister. And he started asking around about it. And this thing had been around this, this part of Shelby County for years. And people started making fun of him. He basically lost his whole church over it. And so I was approached to, through the historical society doing with a lot of the Bigfoot stuff that I do to see if I could look into it. And it was, uh, it, it was you could say dog man, but you could also say werewolf because mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff that started coming out about that case, like the lands bordered to the south of where that man lived were people that were from directly from Romania and were, I don't think they were gypsies, but they were close you could get to gypsies. Beautiful people, wonderful people. But that, at the edge of their land, they would take sticks and stuff, kind of like the Blair Witch Project stuff, and they would do these these different signals. And I was kidding one time with them and told them, you know, I'm going to tear that down. And they, would, they got really upset. And so this man went to his grave knowing what he saw, believing what he saw, and he described it, left notebooks of the description for his family. Uh, excuse me, I've seen them. And he describes a man with a wolf head, but it's got man parts, you know. So with the investigations that me and Bill and John did down there, there was a lot of weird stuff happening. It was unexplainable. There was a lot of, uh, I guess you could say, demonic presence. I think, it, I think that kind of demonic presence only comes from people – that dabble in really ritual occult things that really mm-hmm. what they're doing. And so I went off on a tangent. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. Because that plays into, you know, um, someone very close to me has had, she doesn't know if it was a dog man, but it was more of a snouted Bigfoot sighting. And the area that she saw it, um, it's <laughs> right next to a place where there are rumors of 
Satan worship and occult and stuff like that, um, sacrifice and and stuff. And this this creature that she saw was actually sighted near that area. It's a very creepy area, anyways. Um, and when she had this sighting, she said that it it walked by, and she said she thought she thought it was a Bigfoot. But then she saw a snout. Now she didn't see ears or anything, just the snout. But Stephen Hill put in the chat Anubis, and she said it walked upright like Anubis. Like it was very, like it walked, I mean, just like you would picture Anubis walking really stiff upright, and that's how it moved. Mm -hmm. um, well, I, I think with, I, I've never seen a, a snouted Bigfoot in Tashta. I've never even really heard of a snouted Bigfoot until, until this, this moment. And in the Bigfoot world, is anything possible? I do believe in things possible. You know, I, I, the ones that I have seen, I could, I saw ones that was had a flat face. You know, could others be out there? You know, that's one thing I'm learning is anything's really possible that people see. You know, so I mean, I don't know. It's uh, I had another instance, if I'm mad, if I may tell it, about mm -hmm. uh, one of my Bigfoot videos. Uh, I don't know if I just if I encountered a dog man or if it was something else in the woods. And I say this a lot on all time of paranormal Bigfoot. With a lot of discussions that we have, is there's more things in the woods besides Bigfoot. And and I say that for a reason because there are more things in the woods besides Bigfoot. I've been there's a place in Holland, Alabama that I go to quite a bit, and I've been there in the summer, in the Alabama summer out there, and it's like. It's like 98, and there's mosquitoes, and it's hot. And then you're kind of really cold spot in, in like a 10-foot area. And then all of a sudden, you just get, get out of there. And, mm -hmm. I, and I, usually, I go I go home immediately. So this place that I had, uh, I saw this creature in the woods. It was a, <clears throat> it was kind of like a dark mass, but it had like the antlers on it. And on my YouTube page, uh, it's on there. I think it's called Dog Man Encounter. But when I went down to that place, there was a guy down there on the topo maps that had an old cemetery that he took care of. And he would go to the cemetery all the time. And he came to the cemetery and he, he told me, he said, Mr. Owen, I saw a dog man down there. And I was like, okay, I think you might wear a werewolf or something like that. Do this Shelby County case. Uh, and so I go down there and uh, whenever I go to a place, I let my wife know. I usually let I put a map on my car sometimes, let people know exactly where I'm going. I have a GPS, have a, uh, a kit in case I get hurt. And so this particular time when I went down toward the cemetery where he saw the dog man, it was, man, it was hard to get to, harder than any place I've ever went to. I went down in the middle of the summer. I saw three or four big rattlesnakes. And I got down to the water, then I'm worried about water moccasins and things like that. And then I get across, and then when I come across, I come up under a big cliff. And I had to, I didn't need to go to the left, because I'd have to climb up the cliff. So I went to the right, and I crawled through these briars, and I got in place where the graveyard was up in the middle of the woods. And I cut up there, and it was the most prettiest place but all of a sudden, I started feeling like that was something was tracking me. And a lot of my sense from my first life came into play because I was just very like, what's going on? Somebody's got a gun on me or something. Something's mm -hmm. got a gun on me. And so my, my watch started, started acting really weird. My watch came on and off. And it was like I used to carry a Timex then. And it would go off and on, off and on. The time really got weird. My camera started acting up crazy. And through this whole time, 
I'm just kind of disoriented. I didn't know. I mean, it was all that. I mean, it was so hot. I, sweated, I was sweating like I was in the jungle. And I, the time got really messed up. And so I got to where the, I thought the graveyard was. I filmed, didn't find anything. And I came back out. And I still felt like something was really heavy on me. Just I couldn't shake it. I didn't know what was happening. I didn't have no cell service because I couldn't call nobody. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people realize now with GPS phones, even if you don't have cell service, you can put the GPS on and it'll still pull Google Maps up on you. Everybody needs to know that as a survival feature. Mine doesn't. It, I promise you it will because everything's hooked to satellites now. Mine says offline. Anytime really? I try to say it, it says offline, please retry. Yes, yeah, so it does. Mm-hmm. So maybe you just need to show me a feature I haven't seen yet <laughs> to get that to work. That would be great. I get stuck in a lot of places. It was, it was longer than I had really anticipated. And I got to thinking, you know, what was, what was, what was happening? And I, and, I, and I felt like I had lost some time. And then when I was reviewing the footage, uh, I posted on the YouTube channel, there's something in the back of when I'm panning one of the shots and it's black and it's got horns. And at the time, I never saw it. Mm-hmm. But I believe I, I believe I felt it because it was such a bad feeling. It was the middle of the summer too. It was, you know, I'm not scared of a lot of places I go, but that day, you know, so was that a dog man? I, I don't know. You know, so, who knows what it was. So two things I have questions about mm-hmm. um, that just for conversation. Um, first thing, have you, do you believe in infrasound or have you felt it? I can't remember if I asked you this because we, the last time I interviewed you was like two months ago on the first time. <laughs> yeah, I think weird things happened, and I wonder if it was infrasound, but I couldn't prove it because I don't really know what I'm, I don't have a barrier to prove it to compare it to. Now, I mean, I've been I've been all over the world several million times, and I know when you hear a lion roar on the Serengeti, it's like oh, you feel it in your chest. I mean, I felt. Yeah. So I don't know. I would sound. Maybe I have, maybe I haven't. I don't know. So I have felt what I would call infrasound several times. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can vary. It can vary between a feeling of fight or flight. Like you get that overwhelming feeling. You need to leave. You need to leave. You need to leave. It can, it can feel like, um, like a lethargy that comes over you and you just, you feel very like melted into your seat. Um, or it can feel like extreme anxiety, which goes along with the flight. Um, but I've had it happen so many times. And actually, um, Stephen Hill was with me one time when it had it happen. And, um, whenever he walked up beside me, I was having it happen to me. And, it then was directed at him even stronger because he's a bigger person and it just like was like magnified at him. And so that, that feeling it, it's an extreme urge to, you need to get the hell out of here now. Um, so I, I don't know, like if, if it was just a, it's like a sense of foreboding sometimes. Um, but I don't know if that's maybe something that you did experience. They were trying to get you to leave that area. Now, I mean, I think it was more spiritual, and and and, and I think you know, and, and I and I ask you this with with the if the sound, since you're a spiritual person, could it be more spiritual? Do you think? No, I've I've I know what you're talking about. I've had um, oppression, like the oppressive energy put on me before. Um, I felt that, and it, it they're similar, but it's not. 
it's not the same for me. Um, I would say that the infrasound is more. I don't, I don't know. It's just, it's different. It's a different feeling. That's more of a feeling of anxiety and, and you need to leave right now. And the other one's a feeling of definitely like foreboding and something's about to jump out the shadows at you. Yeah. Now in Holland, when I get the foreboding and the dark down in Holland is darker than the dark in Tallinn National Forest. And there's a darkness to the dark down there. I feel it's something rogue. I think it's rogue Bigfoot, but I also know that it's, is that I think a lot of Bigfoot researchers that when they're in the woods and they encounter something that may not be Bigfoot but may be more spiritual, mm-hmm. I think it happens because I know it happens a lot to me. One time, me and Bill were, were in the woods in an old graveyard where there was a Bigfoot site, and he had uh, yeah, he was out there with a light, and I was out there with a light. We were just sitting, standing there, <clears throat> and he says, Jonathan, did you see that ball of light? And I turned my head and I see this ball of light just right out of my sight. <clears throat> and he, I said, yeah, I did. And I'd go to turn on my lights. And between me and Bill, within 30 feet of us, there's this guy in a old, like a mule duster's outfit with boots on and a hat. And he just looked at me and looked at Bill. And I was like, holy shit, this is happening. And he was just gone like that. So I know, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's just like with the, a lot of the tree bends and the tree structures that happen, you know, I've always been a hard proponent against them because I spent a lot of time in the woods. And I, mm-hmm. and, but I also, I, I tell a lot of people, you know, what if something else is making them not Bigfoot? You know, that's always a problem. Mm-hmm. Cause everybody just says Bigfoot. Well, it could be, but could, could it be something else? You know, yeah. Endless subject. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it really is. And, and, you know, we're not experts. We can't say for sure. I can just tell you my experiences and when they've happened and, and that I have had experiences with the paranormal and with Bigfoot. And um, I feel confident in saying the difference between ultrasound and or ultrasound infrasound. And <laughs> I'm reading Rob's stuff, uh, Rob uh, Richmond in the chat. I'm reading his stuff as I'm, as I'm thinking um, I can tell the difference. I feel confident in saying there's a difference between the infrasound and the oppression of the, of the spiritual, you know, but who knows it, it could be, you know, Bigfoot could be ghost and they could be putting it on me. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but here's the thing with, with, is is you can't really say it's really Bigfoot either until we I think that's what's cool about the Bigfoot community is there's so many views that are, are very well thought out you know and with mm-hmm. the sound, you know if he's got tactical advantage whether that is good foot good wood cover or he knows he's not seen then why is he going to give himself away with infrasound you know but well, it might not be him. He might be hidden very well, but his family unit might be nearby and he wants you to go on and get because he doesn't want them to be discovered. Um, it could be you're in his his food, his his hunting area. You're near his water source. You're near his baby mama. I, you know, it could be <laughs> any of those. And, and that's, the, that's the fun with Bigfoot. It could be. You just yeah. don't know until you see them do it. You don't know if they do it. Um, I did have, yeah, but it's part of it. Yeah. The, so the horns, I do have to say, I have heard a similar story. Um, 
Marvin Leeper actually told this story. Um, there was a sighting of what looked to be a horned Bigfoot. And um, what he said, you know, after listening to the story and everything, what he said he thought it was, was a Bigfoot um, carrying a deer over its shoulder because it was so dark at the time. And it was coming up out of a ravine and the antlers looked like they were behind the Bigfoot's head. Yeah. Now, there could be a horned Bigfoot out there or a deer Squatch. We don't know. There's dog man. So, I mean, anything's possible. Again, we talked about the deer lady earlier. There's um, a cryptid called the deer lady or deer woman. I was telling Jonathan about it before the show started. She is a beautiful Native American woman who walks around the woods and lures men into the woods with her and then turns into a deer and stomps them to death. So, Maybe it's, <laughs> so, I mean, anything's possible, but these, these myths, these urban legends kind of, you know, um, they, I, I just, between those and, you know, like that one, it, I don't know. It just makes me think of skinwalkers again. So it's like, well, I mean, it could be real. There could be a deer lady in the woods that, you know. Well, you know, I mean, I, I've seen stuff in the woods and I've, I've heard people say they, they've seen certain things in the woods and you kind of, to yourself, you chuckle while you're taking down a report. <laughs> and you're like, oh, I've got a report now. I mean, because it is just, yes. maybe it's what we, we put out there. Maybe, I don't know, who knows? It's, it's a I've, <laughs> I've, I've gotten some reports. Um, and I'm like, who am I to judge this person for believing in dragons or whatever? Because I believe in Bigfoot. Like, I need to not be so judgy, you know? But it's like my first instinct. I get, I, I used to be a lot more snooty than I am now about other cryptids. Yeah. Um, and I would just be like, oh, my God, they believe in dragons, really? But, I mean, I, I was I was a lot more snooty back then. Now I'm like, oh, cool. Tell me about that. Why do you believe that? That's cool. Yeah, you do you, dude. Hey, I mean, you never know what you might learn. You, know? you never know. So what you said earlier really stuck with me. I'm going to write that down is um, be careful what you laugh at in Bigfoot research because tomorrow you might believe it. Yeah, and, and you know, and I'm, I'm, I've got boundaries because one thing that I love to do is, I mean, critique my work. I don't, I don't give a shit. You're not going to critique it as much as I do. And, I, and I'll look at footage that I get. I'll try to recreate it and figure out, is this what, really what I've got? And, and then the days that you're just, that I go out in the woods and I'm not concentrating on filming for YouTube. I'm just enjoying my life. Mm -hmm. You see stuff and you're like, whoa. You know, it's, it's you know, half, the, half the battle's being out there, you know. It really is. Um, you know, that's something I've learned over the years going, getting out into the woods. You're not going to find Bigfoot on your couch, um, but also going to an area consistently, you know, learning about that area that that also helps. Um, kite, kite, he used to go by Kite Squatch. Rocket Kite Man said dragons should be easier to find. Well, so should Thunderbirds. And you would think Bigfoot, an 800 pound you know, primate or whatever in the woods, you'd think that'd be a lot easier to find too. Yeah. And Here you know, we are. It's just, I don't know. It's, you know, and just like with the thing I saw in the woods by the grave, the grave is, you know, it was more of a foreboding feeling, more of a, just mm -hmm. a very, just bad, mean feeling. It was, it wasn't, it was probably evil. I mean, it was evil, but it wasn't like super evil. 
but it yeah. was it was it was, it was something I noticed that in to be honest with you I hadn't been back in that area yet still really oh no no it it just there was, there was so much that had happened um, going in you know I, I'd parked upon like twelve hundred feet and I dropped down to like six hundred which is nothing in in woods but it was briars and it hadn't been cut and burned in a couple of years so it was and I had snake chaps on in the summer with long pants on and it was it was hot and then when I got close to the river if I could have crossed where I could have wanted to it would have been an easy trip but I had to go further down and I saw mm -hmm. once I started seeing snakes I'm like you know if I get bit back here yeah. crawl up the truck it's gonna be bad and mm -hmm. it's, just, it's just not worth going back I don't know maybe I just got spooked I don't know it just, it just mm -hmm. I never thought about it to tell you the truth you know no, I get it. I've been I've been down some places. Um, my mom, you know, she always laughs that she's mother of the year because um, when I was growing up, you know, we would take uh, late night rides together and we would end up down some little old back road at the end of the road off in the woods. And we'd park and turn all the lights off and roll down the windows and the the woods would be pressing in on the car it's like you could reach out and touch the woods and she'd have the windows down and so this is where I like these are the places I grew up going to with my mom and um I've been so I grew up doing that but yet there are places that will go that I just I have no urge to go back there whether it be for foreboding spiritual reasons whether it just be it's just a bad vibe and i don't want to go back there yeah. although i will say this last time we went out together i did pay her back um not on purpose for the most part but i had backed into an area <laughs> i backed really close to the woods on her side and left like an open field on my side <laughs> and she was like i would like to know why i'm all up over here in the woods and i'm like payback Exactly. Hey, did you get that picture I sent you of the thermal with the guy putting his hand through that 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 thing that I've got on thermal? Did you see yes, that? Yes. Yes. So go ahead and talk about that. And then that's on your Facebook group, right? I shared it with you. You should be able to share that. Oh, I can't I can't share it on here. Um I know I haven't figured out how to do that on this one yet. So um I can I can send it to you right quick. You because this is a good this is a cool story right. This was uh yeah. uh yes there maybe that's it. Uh, let's see that was the dog. Okay, this right here. Yep, and I can do a screen share. Ha ha. Yeah. So this is Horse Creek Cemetery, and Horse Creek Cemetery is one of the places. I, I mean, we've had a lot of stuff happen there. Uh, the, the great, the, I'm trying to get it to you, Lord, I'm sorry. Okay, let me download it recently. Okay. The graves have little buildings, not buildings, they're little grave things over them, like little houses, and there's three of them. And this guy's daughter died in the cholera, uh, cholera epidemic. So he built little houses amongst the graves. And so, let me see if I can attend right quick, I'm sorry. And so I have a lot of them, but not that one. Okay, here it is. We they, we were doing uh, a Bigfoot investigation there, and we started hearing stuff up in the cemetery. And I'll tell that. So I said it to you. You should have it right now. Okay. And so we get it back. We come up to the cemetery, and it's dark. And I had I had got my first thermal, which was a handheld thermal. 
and we were looking in the woods. We heard some weird stuff. We thought we heard an Indian chanting or something, just weird, weird stuff. And we get back to the graveyard and we start scanning a lot of the graves uh, uh, that are just around that little cemetery. And I noticed something in this one and John started feeling some weird stuff in the grave. And so he's putting his hand in that picture there. You can see there's like a, looks like a woman with long hair to the left, right below the right edge of that red dot right there. It looks like mm -hmm. a old lady with long hair. And she, it stayed there. She, it stayed there for probably a good couple of minutes and then it left. And I've got another picture. I need to find that other picture of after there's nothing there. And it's just this one with a handheld camera. It didn't do video. You could, do, I mean, you could see it, but you could, you would have to record it from your phone. And we got that one. We've got another one with an EVP saying something very odd there. But that cemetery is just, I mean, it's like a hot spot. You, just, you have ghost activity there. You have the Bigfoot activity. And down below it, there's a stream where there was a mail carrier that was shot and killed. So you got that down there. And that's a, that's another area that's just weird. It's kind of like slash paranormal Bigfoot. You know? mm -hmm. There's a lot of those. And they seem to attract the Bigfoot. And maybe that's just because humans don't want to be near it. Um, yeah. But like the dead end road and the sawmill is where... Um, she had that dogman sighting or supposed dogman sighting and uh, but it, again it's a very creepy place it's um, occultish there's rumors of the occult and and aside from that there's very nefarious things that happen down there um, of the meth variety mm -hmm. um, but <laughs> places you don't want to go but um, and then there's there's just um, there's one place um, southern bigfoot alliance they go there and it's they call it the homestead and there's an old well there and it is just the creepiest damn place it's just and there's it's just like a a, a brick the remnants of a brick built or a stone building yeah. small stone building and an old well and it is incredibly creepy incredible i just it's just one of those places you just uh, you just know something's going to happen. And, and I just knew the girl from the ring was going to crawl out of that well and come get me. And I just I didn't want to be near it. But um, it didn't work deep. you got I mean, you got to be careful. You follow them. You're, you're that too. That too. But, you know, it was just it was very creepy. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of creepy places that I've been um, or just felt like uh, completely normal walking through the woods just fine. All of a sudden get creeped out. I've had that a lot. Um, there's just, you got to pay attention. You got to pay attention to that feeling because for me, um, usually when I get not, not the, you need to leave, you feel anxious feeling, but when I feel like I'm being watched, yeah. I can usually, if it's not a heavy, if I feel like I'm being watched and I need to get out of there, usually I attribute that, like the first pop thing that pops into my head is a big cat. I'm like, oh, it's cougar. It's going to eat me. Like, yeah. I always go big cat in my head, and I want to run. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're the ones that you don't know they're there to the Batman. So. Yeah, I feel I'm always, I'm always thinking death from above because humans do not look up enough. Yeah. We do not look up enough. We uh, That's how I'm going to die one day. I already know. Okay, we have some questions from the – go ahead. Okay. No, but with the Shelby County thing, you know, we had some crazy investigations on that property and saw some weird stuff. We got some weird stuff on, on video. And, and steals 
but we we kind of left it alone because we knew it was there. We knew it was connected to something around them. You yeah. know, it was. Who knows? You know, it's best to leave it alone. Yeah. No. I. I. I don't mess with ghosts. Uh, when I leave the woods, Bigfoot stays in the woods. Ghosts don't. They try to come with you and yeah. come move into your house rent free. Yeah. I get offended about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. We have a few questions from the chat real quick. Um, Rob Richmond said, I lived near the casino on the Oklahoma, Texas border. Bad stories behind and near the Red River. Can't remember the name. Have you ever been there? He's talking about Brown Springs. Um, I have never been there. I have heard plenty about it. Um, good, bad, and ugly. So that's what I was gonna say. I've never been there, but I'm sure I've heard about it. <laughs> Is stuff going on? Hey, yeah, it does not surprise me. Yeah. Uh, Pyromedic wanted to know Has Jonathan had some approach with an overwhelming presence, which you admitted you have? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. With, with that, yeah. It's, and that's why I don't go back in that area. Very simple. It's just, uh, I don't need to go back over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so, Alan Lasseter would like to know Do you think Dogman has been around as long as Bigfoot has? I don't know. I, I mean, I just got the book, uh, the that big old thick book, a thousand pages about the history of Bigfoot in newspapers, you know? Yeah, yeah. It was a great book. I'm so excited about it. But it, says, it talks a lot about wild, hairy men. I don't know if it does, says anything about a dog man. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't. Surely, if there, maybe somebody can find it in history. It should be pretty easy. If yeah. It, but you have to look for the different spellings of it back then. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's there's so many, like, you know, this is, so I'm part of that cryptid um, March Madness thing. And we were talking about which cryptids we were going to discuss. And so we were talking about, you can only have one Bigfoot type cryptid from your region. So, you know, it's the Falk monster, for instance. Um, and then they started talking about the Rougarou. And I said, well, the Rougarou to me is more of a canine cryptid or a skinwalker even. And so we kind of got into this um, very healthy debate about um, what qualified as a skinwalker, what qualified as a canine cryptid, because the to me, the Rougarou, again, would be a canine cryptid. Yeah. Um, and then back in the day, you have like the Beast of Gavaldon from, you know, France like that. Was it a werewolf? Was it a dogman? Um, so, I mean, there's historical facts to support, um, the dogman being around for a very, very long time, as well as the Bigfoot, but we can't say which came first, the dogman or the Bigfoot. Yeah, I mean, there's so much, sometimes I'm resigned to the fact that I'll never know, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Alan also wanted to know. Do you think Bigfoot or Dogman are immune to rattlesnake bites? Like their skin is tough enough where it doesn't bother them? I would say maybe their fur was thick enough. I don't know, but whenever I get one, that will be the first question I ask. I promise. Okay, good. I appreciate that. No, for real, because, because think about this. I find snakes in the woods all the time. I mean, why find them? And, we, and she'll take them and we'll put them in the house. They're, she makes cool things with them. And so... I think they're probably smart enough if they do find a snake. I thought about this a lot because I spent a lot of time with snakes in the summer. Is I don't think they put up with it. I think they probably kill them and eat them. I mean, wouldn't a snake be a snack for a Bigfoot? It's a very good question. You know, I think of all. 
I think all these good questions, you know. I mean, no, you're right, because I know humans eat snakes all the time. I mean, it's meat. Meat is meat. Yeah. I think the Bigfoot are not careless enough to step on a snake. And if they do, yeah, they, they, they deserve to get bit. <laughs> <laughs> Probably so. I think, um, I don't think they would get bit. But, but you know what? It's just like when you're talking about driving down the road at nighttime in the bushes, you know, as much as I've drawn on forest service roads and private property looking for Bigfoot, I probably drove by the Bigfoot a hundred times and didn't even yeah. know it was there. Yeah. If it was a snake, it would have bit you. It would, exactly. exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, but good question. I wasn't making fun of your question. I, it was just, no. yeah. it's, I don't know. It's one of them things you don't know. Yeah. Bobby Grace has a great question. Have there been spotting of a dogman? Yes. Yes, there have been dogman sightings yeah. all over in your area. Yeah. She's from Dallas. So um, <laughs> in Dallas, city proper. No, um, there there have been sightings like, um, like I said, someone close to me excuse me, has had a sighting. Um, there have been tracks found in Mississippi. Um, big, big canine cryptid tracks that were like, I think they were like, the stride length was like eight to 12 foot or something crazy like that. Think about this though. You hesitated when you said a dog man in the middle of, of Dallas. But if you said a werewolf in the middle of Dallas, you would have bought more because it's weird. The psychology even of that. I don't, you know, I don't, I, I don't, you know. I've mentioned this before and I, I have like a few things that I just really don't like to talk about much dogmen and skinwalkers, which we've touched on a lot um, with you. So I will tell you werewolves scare the pee out of me ever since American werewolf in Paris, I think was the one that got me. Yes. I think that was the one that got me. I watched that one. I ended up crawling into bed with my babysitter. I was terrified that this thing was going to come through the window and get me. And so ever since people started saying, oh, dog man's real and all this. And Vic started his show. And I'm like, y'all speaking this thing into existence. Y'all need to just stop. Well, yeah. You know, but, it, but, but it's like the, it's like the, the rose colored glasses, every colored glass you go through to realize that something exists that you didn't you know realize. So pretty like, much. Pretty much. I, got forks, you know? I don't, I don't it's want weird. it. And this one takes a lot of time to blame stuff on Bigfoot because you really we're having a hard enough time proving Bigfoot exists. It, mm -hmm. it anything sometimes. It could, you know. That's um. No, I I just I I don't like it. Um. I I try to tell myself over the years I've tried to just bury my head in the sand and just believe that it's a snouted Bigfoot. It's it's like a, it's got a baboon snout and it's just a snouted Bigfoot. So it's still, you know, a gentle force creature. It's a snouted Bigfoot. Um, no way in hell is it an actual werewolf walking around. Right. Right. So, but how many, well, listen to me, how many stories have you heard with Bigfoot and as soon as you snickered about them, they happened to you the next day. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So we're not going to speak into existence <laughs> that I see Dogman because I haven't, I haven't even had a real Bigfoot sighting yet. And if my first Bigfoot sighting is a Dogman. Well, I don't think I'd want to see a real Dogman. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I don't, I, the, the, just the, the evil that I felt when the stuff, some of the stuff I've encountered in the woods, it's like, 
I don't need that in my life. I don't, I don't need that in my life. I just don't need nothing to do. Just that ain't hurting nobody. If it is, it's none of my business. Yeah. No, because there are other canine cryptids that I've heard of too. Um, a friend of mine told me about were hyenas, that there were a pack of were hyenas um, in the yeah. southern Gulf Coast states that um, that were on this person's land and chasing this person and her dogs and eating the dogs. And I'm like, I don't know why I still go in the woods sometimes. I really don't. But you know, there's, and there's, I saw somebody talking about uh, it's a cast that he looks like a velociraptor imprint. You know, we've, I mean, I've seen some weird cast in the footprints in the woods. I, I don't know, I don't know what it was. You know, I took a picture of it, walked on, and it's so that guy talked about the velociraptor imprint. There, I've seen, I don't know, there's just, but this part of the paranormal in the woods, you know, it's just. Yeah. Well, speaking of paranormal in the woods, or outside the woods, whichever, um, Squatchy Nights Audio would like to know, have you ever seen a demon, or what you would believe to have been a demon? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I have. Easy. Easy. Several. Well, Tell me about this. Uh, where do I begin? I mean, so in what context? You've you got demon-possessed people, you've got... People that have oppression, you got people with demon possession, you got people that have haunted houses, you got people that have objects in their houses that are haunting them. So there are like three things that I don't like talking about. <laughs> possession. I don't like I don't like possession. It bothers me. But go ahead. Um so have you Yes, I have seen demons. Yes. Okay. So um what was your most impactful encounter or most um, visual experience with one? Um, we, we had a lady in my, my dad's church that played with Ouija boards for a long time. And she got to the point where her, her husband got killed in a car wreck and she, she started wanting to contact him through the natural grieving process that a human being goes through for another one that has been lost. And she she, she would talk, come to my mom and dad to her house in the middle of the night, knocking on the door, wanting to talk to mom and dad because she was playing with this Ouija board. And she was doing it all the time. And so she'd come over one night. She was very frantic. And I remember me and my sister stayed, you know, mom and dad went to this lady's house and we stayed home. And we were excited because we knew something was up. We kind of knew. We were very part of a spiritual family in ways, odd ways. And so... We knew something had happened. The next day, Dad had sent us down. He told us, you know, never play with the Ouija board. Never do any kind of divination. We do A, B, C, D with the children's letters you put on the alphabet. Don't ever do that because you open up a gateway and a portal. So he went over to this lady's house, and there's something walking down the hall. And they go in, and it walks right through them, and it just keeps walking. And it walks. And so the dad, she's frantic and she comes in there and they, they're witness all this is happening in, in, in live and in color. And dad says, are you going to keep playing with Ouija board? And he says, I, I can't make this thing keep leaving and you keep bringing it back in. There's spiritual laws saying that if you, if you cast it out and you open it back up and it comes back in, it comes back in stronger. And she promised him. So he did it and come home the next day. We found out about it and we had service that Sunday. Uh, and then Sunday night, she didn't show up Sunday Sunday night, she comes in. We're having service and everything. And the back door flies open. Wow. And she comes tearing up to the to the front of the church. And she's 
she's very she's bold. She's there's nothing. She she starts talking to my dad, and this voice is normally not hers. And my dad told everybody, you know, everybody, if you don't have the blood of Jesus on you, if you've not been baptized, you need to leave. And so a lot of people did, and we stayed. I don't know to this day why we stayed. I still don't understand that. But I've seen her head twist around. I've seen her face contort into something I've never really seen before. And and I watched my dad. He cast the demon out of her. She, I mean, she. He talked to her. He talked to the woman. Talked to the demon, and then cast it out. And she never did mess with it ever again. But she was a good saint after that. It was very crazy because it changed her life. But in that moment of all of that happening, there's a feeling of evil that you get that you never really. Uh, I felt that later in my life when I was younger, in my first life, in some of the killing fields, you know, you feel that same type of yeah, evil. And so, yeah, I've seen I've seen a couple uh, of things. In the I'm, I'm with uh, Jeremiah from Bigfoot Society. I, I claim none of this. That is, I'm good. I, mm-mm, nope, mm-mm. What you wanted to hear? You wanted to hear about experiences, though. Nope, my mother is gonna get an earful for asking that question. Uh- <laughs> Next question, please. Oh, that is. It's and just. That, and, and that's listen to me. That's one of many things that I witnessed uh, in my life. But when I saw Bigfoot with my dad, we never talked about it ever. Yeah. Ever. So that was the it, 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 there's there's oddities. But I saw, yeah, I witnessed a lot of supernatural things growing up. It become to where it was was uh, uh, fair. Yeah. No, I get that. So I I say I say because I was going to ask, how are you not traumatized? But some of the things I've experienced, I, demonic things, like I, I'm probably, I'm right there with you that like it happened. I survived. I learned how to defend myself. So I don't really think twice about it until it, you know, comes around again. But um, well, I mean, well, I do everything I can to keep it from coming around again. Well, I'll be honest with you. Uh, traumatization in the spirit, traumatization in the real world, That's whether it's abuse, abuse of any kind, is traumatic. And, and what it did most of all, it taught me a lot about the spirit realm. It taught me a lot about people. It taught me a lot about that a lot of times with people, the devil has nothing to do with them. Their human behavior is the worst thing about them. You know, I, it taught me so many weird truths. And now, you know, on the backside of what I do with the supernatural with people, like with the Bigfoot, it's a little different. And that's probably, I know for a fact, that is my call now in my life. The Bigfoot, right. the Bigfoot's how I get out there and just release all that bullshit to the world. Yeah, no, I get that 100%. Bigfoot, that's why I tell people, everybody's like, you know, if you, if you can um, see the paranormal and if you can intuit the paranormal why don't you do that and i always tell people i'm like why no like and they're they're like well you don't have any success you know finding bigfoot so why wouldn't you switch to um the paranormal and i'm like because like when i come home from the woods bigfoot stays in the woods you know it oh yeah well yeah kind of it kind of opened up my life into the part of my life I'm in now where I'm doing. I have worked in a lot of paranormal things, but I don't 
I, I talk about it just about this much because mm -hmm. it's of, of supernatural stuff that is involved. And it's very, as of anything of the supernatural nature, it's very dangerous. And that's why a lot of the times I tell people all the time there's more things in the woods besides Bigfoot. It's because so yeah, I've encountered it in church situations. I've encountered it in the house I grew up and all that right there. But I've also encountered it in the woods. And mm -hmm. once you get a good taste of real evil, I'm not talking about play evil, play demon, mm -hmm. just play whatever. I'm talking about a real bad to the bone spirit. You know, that kind of changes your life. It kind of, it does mess with your head. You have to be very careful. I had to, I had to repent every day. That's what my wife said, boundaries. I had to have I boundaries, you know. And yeah. so, you don't bring that home. Um, you bring it home, but you attract it because of the spiritual work you do. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's, it's the protection, odd, the protection yeah. aspect. Yes. Yeah, so this is an odd part of my life that, Actually, you're the first person I've ever really showed on well, the podcast I've ever really talked about it. But I saw some crazy shit growing up. <laughs> <You have no laughs> idea. There's a there's it's a there's a lot to it, and you can do a whole show on it. Um, and you know, again, a lot of people think like, "Oh my God, they're crazy! They're crazy!" Well, first of all, you're tuned into a Bigfoot show, so um, like, get ready. Um, anything goes. But also, you know, there's there, again, it's not just two people that believe in it or have experienced it. Like there are so, so many spiritual warriors out there who have experienced this and believe in it um, because it's happened to them. And it's kind of one of those things like Bigfoot, you might not believe until it happens to you. Yeah. And I hope that this kind of stuff never does. But and, um, when you see, when you see a human face, whether it's a male or a female or a child and you see a human face and you see it transform Mm -hmm. the power of the supernatural and the dark side, then after that, anything else is pretty easily believable. You know, Bob Trent, he's my good friend from North Carolina. He says, does Bigfoot stay in the woods? Me and Bob have been working on a theory that a lot of these little small towns in Mark Green to say, uh, uh, verify this. In Silicaga, there's been several Bigfoot reports. And I'm going to I'm going to grab my laptop charger because I am a very professional host that forgot to plug in her laptop. And I'm going to let you keep telling your story and I'm going to disappear for a second. OK, okay cool. <laughs> so, so Bob Trent asked a good question. Does Bigfoot stay in the woods? And Silicaga has some Bigfoot sightings and up in North Carolina, there's been some Bigfoot sightings. So me, Bob and Mark, we talk a lot about um, does Bigfoot come through to a town through the drainage system? And so Mark Green had told a story a couple of months ago about a man that saw a Bigfoot in the drainage system in Silicaga. So Bob Trent asked that question. I know we've talked about this a lot. Uh, Bob Trent, uh, Tim Dillis, and Dwight do a lot of good work in North Carolina. Uh, Bob Trent is going to come down next week. We're going to have a uh, camp out with Mark. Hey, I'm back. You're back. <laughs> yeah, so. But, yeah, so but so – Good question, Bob. Does Bigfoot stay in the woods? No, I think he comes in the town. I think he raids trash cans. That's my that's my opinion. But I've heard um I've heard stories of Bigfoot in town following the creeks. Because yep. you know there's a lot of towns that have these bridges and creeks running right through the middle of them and something could just wander right through and um right through town, honestly, to the other side. I know that there's a um you know, you would think Tulsa. So Tulsa is a gigantic metro, right? Yeah. Um, but a dear friend of mine from here has told me that there is actually a path 
in which the Bigfoot moved from north of Tulsa to south of Tulsa and they moved through the city. Um, mm. It's and it, he showed me how it is, how it worked and, and you would never see him. No, especially if they know the tunnel system. Uh, so Storm Crow, does Jonathan do any research in northern Alabama? I do, but here lately, my, a lot of my research has been south Alabama. I just, I, I kind of follow the creatures a little bit. So I haven't got to north Alabama yet. Uh, so back to the to the storms, because um, that reminded me of that, but the tornadoes that y'all have had recently, how do you think that affects your research areas and the Bigfoot that are staying there? I know I've, uh, when there's a pressure center coming in, like in a storm, I know I've, there's times that I've got, like, I've got stuff. And there's other times storms. So I don't know. I wonder a lot of times if the pressure system maybe does something to their heads. or so. I don't know. I, I wonder about that because I've had a lot of vocalizations before storms, got some weird stuff on thermal before storms. And I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> I, I would always, I always picture them like going to ground, you know, like getting under, you know, I don't know, like under tree roots or something during a tornado. That's what I picture. Cause I went to land between the lakes recently and um, you know, the, the Kentucky tornadoes hit in December and um, I went to land between the lakes while I was out there helping and or after I got done helping in Mayfield, I ran out there real quick cause I'd never been. And I was like, I'm, 10 minutes from land between the lakes. So um, I went over there and there was just a lot of storm damage still over there. Trees down, I mean, all over the place. And, you know, you just kind of wonder um, where do they go and, and how do they survive? Do they know it's coming and they go a different, because I mean, with tornadoes, especially it can be on track right here and shift track real easy. And so it's almost like, it's not like a hurricane's going to hit Louisiana. You could, I mean, you might not want to, but you could leave the state if you wanted to. Um, tornadoes, it's right then, here it comes, and it could shift track and hit you at any moment. And uh, I, I always think, wonder, you know, what know what do they do? I, I mean, they say deer can. I mean, I don't know. I'm sure, I'm sure they could. I mean, I'm like you. I think they get under, I think they utilize more blown over trees than people realize, you know? Yeah, probably so in the root systems and like the holes and, um, you know, I always wondered like other places like riverbanks and caves, you know, that's what I go to. But, yeah. um, you know, I don't know, they, like in the mountains, they don't really get tornadoes. I mean, they do, but, you know, it's not like the plains of Oklahoma, like where are they going to hide? <laughs> okay. Um. All right. And then. There was a question up there. What do you think about Dybbuk boxes? I don't know. I don't. I, I think with, with I think it can be just basically like electronic Ouija board. I, 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 me personally, my personal opinions. This is my all I have. Is my personal opinion is I, I don't work with them because I'm just not going to open up a portal to anything. Because here's the thing: I deal with a lot of people that just mess with stupid stuff. They don't know what they're messing with, and they get attachments and they get stuff on their lives like that. Mm -hmm. and playing with it and then and it's hard to get off i mean you can but it's still i mean it's, it's it just opens the door so i personally don't i know what they are i just i just don't mess with them myself personal ethics you know yeah um i had another question which i've promptly forgotten because i do that um hmm. 
Part of a North Carolina Rocket Man is uh, Charlotte, not here. Uh, I'm to that point, Corn. I can't remember. Uh, I had it before I went to go get my charger. Um, so uh, it's gone now. Um, I know I did want to ask if you had ever seen a UFO since we are all over the place on this show. Um, I recorded one. There's one on my YouTube channel, a cube UFO that the JPL labs asked me about. It's on my YouTube channel. It's a square one going across the screen. You can hear me cussing like a sailor saying, I'm like, what the F was that? And you can hear me and you can see it going across. And yeah, I've seen two. I have. Yes. Two. Okay. I've only seen one. That was enough for me. (sighs) There's. I've seen one of them with a group of five other guys out in the woods. We all saw it. So that one kind of really good because everybody saw it once. That's what I was gonna say. Corroboration. That's that's the goal, right? Like I always want I always want someone with me when I have my first sighting, whether it be my child or my mom or my dog, you know, someone. Um exactly. It's it's just amazing how many things we've hit tonight, you know. Um, Bigfoot, dogman, ghosts, demons, UFOs. It just makes me want to say, um, there are more things in heaven and earth than Bigfoot, my friend. That's the truth. Yeah, that really scared you. That really freaked you out, didn't it? Yes. I was I like, shit, really? <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it. Um, I'm not a fan. I'm, I'm just, I'm not. Uh, it hits too close to home. The demon thing for sure. <clears throat> well, All you, right. you have to tell me about it one day. I love it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's it's something that I'm very. You have to get it. Yeah, I'm I'm very um. You know, it's one of those things. Like until it happens to you, you would never believe it, and then uh, you you learn your you learn your defenses real quick after that, and you make sure to stay on them. You know, so if if uh, like my husband, whenever he comes home and the house smells like marijuana he knows he's like you bless the house i'm like "Uh (laughs) uh-huh because i get my sage and i go do my thing um but yeah and then it's funny because we were actually on deployment one time and we were staying at this house and it was they someone sat me down and they were like oh it's your first night here let me tell you about the room you're staying in and let me tell you about the stuff that's happened and i'm like oh great and so um yeah i i promptly said well of course i didn't bring my sage and this and they were like oh well so and so has some this man walks in i've never met this man in my life um he's native american you know he walks in and i said i hear you have sage and he goes back out to his car comes back in he's like here hands it to me in an abalone shell um with a lighter and he's like here you go go ahead i mean like it it was just like he was another spiritual warrior that just got it and uh yeah i well the the main thing is is I'll tell anybody this is watch what you feed. If you feed yeah. you're watching horror movies all the time, don't don't be don't be freaked out when you have a problem with fear. I mean, yeah, we we have a very strict policy in our house. We do not watch um, demonic possession movies in this house. Yeah. Um, I don't watch them at all. I watched The Exorcist when I was younger, and it scarred me for life. Um, I and the only other movie I ever watched was The Exorcism of Emily Rose, and that was enough for me. I was like, I. That was a good one. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was awful. I can't. I can't, that is that is a trigger for me. I cannot anything that has to do with that. It just it takes me to a very bad place. I get terrified. Um. So those are not allowed in our home. 
There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I don't have, uh, we don't do Ouija boards. Like we don't do any of that. Nope. Absolutely not. Um, Squatchy Nights Audio. She said, don't play in the devil's backyard. <laughs> that's all. Yeah, I mean, when that's listen to me, that's very simple, but great advice. You know, yeah. I mean, open that door. If you want a big red guy coming in. You know? Yeah. I, I have no, <laughs> I have no urge. Emily wrote, it was not, it was awful. I just, I am, uh-uh. And when I watched The Exorcist, I, or, I was, God. Well, you know what, the, 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 the Exorcist of Emily Rose, you know what got me at the end of the movie where she's a snake and she's eating that girl. What did I just say? What did I just say? <laughs> you are not listening to me. <laughs> ah! Like, so when I watched the no you're not so when I watched the exorcist I was with my friends my two girlfriends and we were sitting on the bed and I was eating ramen noodles and I'll never forget this I was eating ramen noodles and when she came down the stairs all bent over backwards I threw the bowl and ducked like so her bed was in the middle of the room I flew behind the bed and pulled the covers down on top of myself and I was terrified oh yeah oh yeah yeah. Um, no. You know, can I tell you, can I tell you the smoke, a, a scary moment in a child's life is when you're when your parents is off preaching a revival somewhere and you're at home with your sister and you hear something running across the top of the roof of your house and it's going back and forth and you're terrified that you don't want to go out there and see what it is but you're stuck inside hearing it. Yeah, that that, that that's one of the most terrifying. As a kid, that was a hard one. It was like oh. so. I had that same thing happen, um, except I was home alone and my mom was working a graveyard shift. I was home alone and I was doing, it was very, back when chat rooms were a big thing and Yahoo Messenger. And so I was chatting with all my friends and I hear this. (laughs) So I hear this running back and forth. And I thought that it was just maybe some really fat raccoons or something, you know. Um, But it sounded like kids running back and forth across the, the roof. And when my mom got home, I remember telling her about it. I was like, man, there were like raccoons or, you know, I didn't know what it was. And we got to looking and like it... Something had run across the roof, right? But when it came down, it grabbed the um, the satellite dish and swung off of it and broke the the mounting bracket and bent it. Whatever it was was heavy enough to grab it, bend it, land, and take off running across the yard. We lived out in the middle of nowhere. And um, to this day, I don't know what it was, but we suspect it was juvenile Bigfoot. You know, It could be because that, that, the little bitty ones, you know, they... I had a lady tell me it was Creepy Mountain where your mom's been that they swung through the trees and she had no reason to lie to me. She was the sweetest person I ever met. And I think the juveniles do that. We just, yeah. you know, we can't, if we can just get them on thermal doing it or, or video. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen some, I, I I was actually with Stephen Hill again. Um, I was in Arkansas and I was therming and I came across an odd head shaped, um, figure in a tree and I was looking and I don't know why it just like came into my mind I was like oh I wonder if those are juveniles up there and it was so random because I'd I'd never had that thought before and I was like oh my god that makes complete sense that the babies would be up there you know or the little ones at least and so I was looking at it and about that time something hit to my right in the woods it was like something was thrown and it landed 
And I remember like, you know, like reacting and looking over there and then looking back and the, whatever it was, was gone. Um, and I told Steven yeah. about that. That's happened to me so many times. Therming, you find something, something gets thrown and then you lose it. They are the masters of distraction. Yes. I have learned. Um, I will not be watching that Alan. Thank you though. Uh, the juvenile Bigfoot stories, they are really um, interesting. It's like sometimes I think they just mess with people oh, yeah. just to mess with people. It's very mischievous. Um, they're shenanigans. Um, but I, a lot of the more interactive stories where I've heard of, um, of a Bigfoot interacting with someone more or daring to come closer or, you know, display behavior that is not really Bigfoot like as their usual behavior is to get the hell away from you. Um, mm -hmm. These Bigfoot kind of seem to stick around and mess with you. And I, I always attribute those to juvenile interactions. Because it is juvenile because that's the way primates, you know, would do in the wild themselves. So, I mean, that, it don't surprise me. I mean, not at all with these things. Yeah. Amazing creatures. Me neither. Um, Bill, I, I've had that happen several times uh, where uh, I'll just put that up on the screen. Um, I've had that happen a lot, a lot um, over the years where I wake up and there's someone staring me in the face and I rear back and, you know, freak out and then they disappear. Um, I've had that. I'm going to get, I'm going to get committed. I'm sure after this episode, but um mm -hmm. But yeah, I've had that happen a lot over the years and it's never fun. I don't, I don't enjoy that at all. Um, but yeah, it's. And you know, I, there's, there's times I'm in the woods there. I'll go maybe 10 or 10 or 12 visits and nothing will happen. And then that 13th visit, something ought to happen in the woods. Mm -hmm. A lot of the spiritual stuff. I mean, I've seen in the day, I've seen at night time, I've seen a lot of weird shit with the thermal, and it's just now I just pay attention to it. If I don't feel like I'm be there, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll leave. You know, mm -hmm. it's not gonna hang around. I've wasted a lot of time in the woods. You know. Yeah, yeah, you do. Um, you're very blessed to have your area so close to go research. Oh yeah. And I'm praying that there's an area that's like 10 minutes from it and eventually open up one day. But, you know, I still like driving. It gives me time to decompress. Well, so kind of, yeah. yeah so. But Bigfoot's always good. Like you said, it won't come home with you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a good point. I just got a, a message. Um, let me check, make sure there aren't any more questions that I missed. Um uh, Bear O'Brien said he loves how I can bring up the comments um, from Facebook because the YouTube chat can't see the Facebook chat. So, um, yeah, that's definitely something I love about this platform is that I can help you guys see the things. I always forget sometimes, though, that you guys can't see each other's chat. Um, Brandon Lee Moore, he did want to know a little bit more about that floating cube, please. Uh, if you go on my YouTube channel... Uh, I think it's uh, it's it's on the YouTube channel. We, uh, I'll I'll send it to you, and you can if you want to post it more, and you can. Let me okay. see. I don't Absolutely. Want yeah, it's on YouTube. It's I think it's called Cube UFO. If you're going, you can go on the channels now, and you can search mm -hmm. the channels. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's older footage. It's uh, 2019. It's 2019. Yeah, 2018, 2019. Yeah, 2018, 2019. Okay. It's, it's, it's good footage. It's, it's just weird. And I was cussing like a sailor because I was like, <laughs> I'm catching this on camera. And I'm like, I lie, I lie, just a cussing. I'm like, damn, yeah, quit cussing. Yeah. I always tell myself that, though. Like, uh, when mom and I went out recently, I told her, I was like, um, I was like, I don't know why we record when we go out because you're not going to be able to hear anything except me screaming obscenities if I have a sighting. Yeah. Um, I will have zero control. If I have a sighting, I will lose control of my mouth and probably my bladder. Yeah. So, I mean, it, but it, you, and then I look back on my footage and I'm like, I can't use that because I cuss. And I'm like, so I'm trying to trade myself. I'm trying to trade myself. <laughs> I mean, I can, you can always cut the cussing out. It's cool. <laughs> Yeah. See, that's what Chris, Chris just likes to I, I try, and then sometimes I just don't care. It's who I am. You know, if I get a bad rating, I'm not making anything on YouTube anyway. I never have. I don't care. I just put my work out. No, no, you have to have 100,000 subscribers to make anything on YouTube. And, uh, not me. sorry. <laughs> yeah. So, um, all right. Let's see. Do you guys have any other questions before I cut Jonathan loose to go? Do Jonathan things? Um, yes, I'm going to get ready for bed. I'm old. I'm old and decrepit. Oh my gosh, stop. I'm going to read. I love to read. Wild so. man. My wife says I'm a wild man. So, yes, I'm going to go read. And my, I'm going to go with my, put my pop on shoes on and go read. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going to talk about demons, Lori. <laughs> like, you, you go get your warm milk and, you know, oh. you're. <laughs> <laughs> my warm bottle so yeah. but thank you for having me on thank you for absolutely absolutely was, but thank you for letting me be a part of it hey you know what this has been a um this has been worth the wait more than worth the wait because i know last last time there were some technical difficulties which you handled like a champ you guys he hosted he hosted my show by himself with questions from the chat which honestly might be something that I bring back and let the chat run questions once a month. I might have a chat or have a show and you and guys, you, you guys I, interview the guest. I promise you, I don't know everything. I don't have a clue sometimes. If you ask Mark and you ask Bob, who I talk with about Bigfoot and Terry a lot. Yeah. They'll tell you he has a bazillion questions. <laughs> he know? said his name and he appeared. Look at that. I know Mark. There's Mark. Uh, <laughs> He was hiding. <laughs> so, good people. Absolutely. Thank you so much for coming on for the third time. I very much appreciate you. You are an amazing guest and an amazing person. And I am honored to call you my friend. And I am so thankful for you getting out in the woods, doing what you do and finding what you find. Yep, and just uh, we'll have to talk about your experience later. <laughs> absolutely. That'll be a that'll be a tomorrow conversation for sure. I gotta update you. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Jonathan. I'm going to cut you loose and say goodbye to my people. Bye, guys. All right. Bye. Okay, you guys. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please drop a comment and don't forget to like and subscribe. And again, please go check out the, the affiliates of Nightcallers Bigfoot Radio. You can find all of those at nightcallersproductions.com. Also, you can find um, a link to go buy some Nightcallers merch or just um, a link to find all of my content. Again, if you are interested in becoming a Nightcallers affiliate yourself, the uh, information is there as well. So 
Having said all of that, thank you again for listening to the show and for supporting me in the way that you do. If you are going to be at any of the events coming up, I sure hope to see you. Stop by, say hi, and you guys stay safe, be kind, and I will see you next time.